listening to the weekly podcast of Fellowship Bible Church of Paragool. For more information about our church, please visit us at www.fellowshipparagool.com. That's so much better. Hey, if you have a Bible, let's go to Galatians chapter, or not Galatians, where are we today? Acts. You got really scared, didn't you? You were like, oh man, I got Acts up there. Acts chapter 1 is where we're going to be. My name is Jared. I'm one of the pastors here at Fellowship Bible Church. We are delighted to have you with us this morning. If it's your first time with us, welcome. Um, If you are not perfect, then you belong here. This is a bunch of imperfect people standing in need of one perfect person, Jesus Christ, together. Okay, and so um, in just a moment, we are going to be in Acts chapter 1, but here's the deal. I'm not a political uh, what's the word? I says political preacher necessarily. I don't get up here. You know, matter of fact, in three years, I've not, I've never gotten up here and said you should vote this way or, you know, you should dress that way or whatever else. We really just try to focus on Jesus and let Him do the work in the heart. Um, not that we're afraid to tackle uh, these issues, but we just feel like that sometimes it's like getting the cart before the horse. You know, if that makes sense. And so. Um, but that being said, in a lot of the Supreme Court ruling this past week, I know there's a lot of emotions, a lot of opinions within the Christian community. Uh, some people are saying that we should celebrate the court's decisions. Some Christians are saying we should be angered uh, by this. And um, I just want to take a couple moments to share on behalf of the pastors what we think is a gospel response uh, to the decision that was made. Okay, because this is a huge issue, and if you claim to be a Christian, you're going to be asked about this if you have not already been asked about it. And so um, we believe that the debate over homosexuality is not so much a cultural argument, but a creation argument. And what I mean by that is whenever you look in the Bible, it is undeniably clear, no matter who you are or what religion you hold to, it is very clear that God created marriage. And when he created it, Uh, He designed it in such a way that he said marriage is going to be between one man and one woman. And he said that marriage is not primarily going to be for our own personal gratification, but it's meant to be for God's glory. Um, He says in Ephesians 5 that marriage is much more sacred than we think it is. It's not just two people who got bored and said, I guess I should get married because that's what you do. He says, it may look like that on the surface, but marriage really is all about showing the world a picture of Christ and his relationship to the church, which seems to be in the Bible a really big deal to God. And so for us as Christians, uh, we believe that this is just an area that we cannot, or as pastors especially, that we cannot compromise on and therefore are not going to celebrate. But that being said, let me say this. Though we don't believe as Christians this is something that we necessarily can celebrate, we certainly don't believe it's something we should be outraged by. Um, Some people are very angry over this, and they're wrapping it in this idea of it's a righteous anger. And I just want to say, if that's you, let me just encourage you to go to the Scriptures And look at what a righteous anger looked like for Jesus in response to people who were considered the outcast and the sinners of society. Uh, Jesus was, his righteous anger towards the religious nuts, the Pharisees, right, looked way different than those who were claimed to be outside the church. 
And so I would encourage you to go there. And what I would also encourage you to do is examine your own heart and ask yourself, why am I so much more angry over this issue than I am over gossip, gluttony, fear, apathy, and so many other things in the Bible list that people who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, I'm not asking any of you in here to rejoice over this ruling, but in the end, we believe in a God who is sovereign over all of creation and over all of history. He is not surprised by this. He is not in heaven freaking out over this. And therefore, if our Father isn't freaking out, neither should we. So we should all calm down and we should relax and realize that Jesus is still on his throne. Now, with that being said... We as pastors, again, because we cannot find a conviction in the Bible that leads us anywhere else, we do not support gay marriage. But more than us wanting to be a church known for what we are against, we want to be known for what we are for. Uh, More than us being known for what we hate, we want to be known for who we love. More than getting people to act like us, or vote like us, we want to get people to Jesus. And rather than us trying to change people from the outside in, we want to let him change people from the inside out at his timing and not at ours. And so I know there are some of you here today who you feel like God has called you to be his banner of truth in whatever form of media or whatever you feel like. Man, I am passionate about biblical marriage. I am passionate about marriage. And with that, we applaud you and we say, man, we we love the fact that you're passionate about biblical marriage. We love the fact that you're passionate about God's word. But let me encourage you to tread lightly with that passion and to use it wisely. And so here are a few ways I believe you can do that. If you really want the world to see what biblical marriage is all about, start with examining your own marriage. If you really want to show people what's so special about marriage, start with your own marriage. Ask yourself, am I loving my spouse as Christ has called me to? Am I... Am I living out God's mandate for my own marriage? And if not, maybe then rather than being so passionate about fixing everybody else, I should work on fixing my own. Secondly, what I would encourage you to do is rather than belittling homosexual, the homosexual community, befriend the homosexual community. Uh, I personally, three days a week, work out with a guy who is an openly homosexual atheist. And I can promise you that God has used me more in his life through our friendship than he has through anybody else, through Facebook or, or any other means from a distance. Um, in fact, when he reads posts on the internet, as true as they may be, that homosexuality is a sin or whatever else, that does not stir his heart towards God. It ticks him off and it makes him want to go the opposite direction, whether you mean it for right reasons or not. And so what I want you to do is if you really say, I hate the sin, but I love the sinner, then why don't you take Jesus' cues, get to know this person, get involved in their life, listen to them, hear them out, and then look for opportunities to teach them in a way that they personally will be able to understand in a way that doesn't seem offensive and hurtful, but rather loving and gracious. And then third, what we would just encourage you to do is pray. 
Woe unto us if we're spending more time thinking about how we are going to blast the people than we are praying for these people. We need to be praying that we will see the sin in our own heart and realize that our sin grieves the heart of God as much as the sin of homosexuality. Some of us in here, maybe you're like, I don't have to repent of any unrighteousness. Okay, well, you need to repent of self-righteousness. And it's just as offensive to God. We need to pray that we will also be granted wisdom by God, how to deal with these situations in our neighborhood. When we have homosexual neighbors or those in the workplace who maybe we might disagree with, we need to pray for favor with those who carry different views than us. And we need to pray that every single one of us in here, whether you agree that homosexuality is a sin or it's not a sin, what we need to continue to do is pray that when we go to God's word, that we will see his truth and we will realize that his truth is not here to oppress us, but it's here to set us free. And so I pray that as a church, and as a city, we will believe this more. God never, we've, we've got to stop believing this. God never once set up in heaven and said, what seems like fun? I know, having sex outside of marriage. Therefore, don't do that. What seems like fun? I know, having sex with someone, uh, if you're a woman, having sex with another woman, or a man, another man, or being another, okay, so don't do that. No, what God is all about, because he's the author of life, he hates anything that leads to death. Anything that doesn't give us the joy we were meant to found or be found in Him. Okay? And we need to start realizing that in our own lives. Whatever we agree with, there are some things in this Bible that's going to press us. It's going to push us. In fact, if you don't have a God who is pressing you and making you uncomfortable at times, it's a God of your head and not a God of the Bible. Okay? There is a God in here who's going to push us. He's going to stretch us. But I promise you it is always for our good and for His glory. And so with that in mind, I've asked Rusty, if you will, before we dive into the message, would you just come forward, you can use this little mic right here, and just pray over our church, over our city, and over our country, and then we'll dive into the message. Let's pray. Father, we, we ask you that when it comes not to just this issue, but every issue in our lives, that we realize we are each the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. And Father, that you would just help us all as a, as a church, and even if maybe someone's visiting here, to just reflect on how you've loved us. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you that you have not stood off in some corner of the universe and seen us in our sin and, and walked away. Thank you that though we are in so many ways so different than you in your holiness and greatness, that God, you drew near to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you that when we, each of us, have been tempted to define ourselves by our desires, when we've been tempted and have acted on the fact that we believed you were holding back on us. When we, since the garden, have thought that you put a fruit before our eyes that was desirable and that you told us not to have it because you didn't really love us and didn't want us to be like you, thank you that when we took of that fruit, that instead of leaving us in our sin, you pursued us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father, that you sent your Son who was tempted in every way, and that means every way. And yet he was without sin for us. Hmm. And so God, may we not see ourselves as more holy than you. Hmm. The one who seeks to not 
throw stones at the sinners, but stand at their side. Thank you, Father, that you've loved us like that. Hmm. And just put within this church a heart to love others, to, to not compromise on the truth, but at the same time not compromise on the mission to identify and to walk with sinners. Father, thank you for each of us in here right now, whatever it may be, whether it be homosexuality or whether it be sins of sex outside of marriage, whether it be anger, whether it be pride, whether it be gossip, whether it be greed. Thank you, God, that you have not cast us off, though we continue to struggle with those sins. Father, we readily know and stand with your word that we may struggle with these until you come back and glorify us. But thank you, you will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm -hmm. And thank you that the work of Jesus is great enough to cover any and every sin forever. Mm. And so give us joy in this today. God, we thank you that you are the one who in your presence and in the truth of your gospel, our shame is undone. Thank you that we are not defined by our past sins, our present sins, or our future sins, but by the once-for-all death of Jesus. So help us to go out with good news. Mm -hmm. Good news. Mm -hmm. Help us to believe we have good news of freedom Mm -hmm. for each and every person. Help us to do that, God. In Jesus' name, amen.